Dateline, September 3rd, 2013. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 264, this bits and pieces episode. And I tell you what, Grant, we love bits and pieces because it means we can annoy Rob and go extra long. Oh, I know, mate. It's great. I think we should stretch it right out because we've got a whole lot of interesting content, haven't we? We certainly have. Now, uh, we mentioned in the last Oz Desk, of course, we missed last week because we were a little busy. In fact, we were in another state, in another city. We were up in Brisbane or Bris Vegas, as it's known to some of the locals up there. And that was. Uh, Thanks to Aviation Australia. They were uh, very kind enough to uh, fly us, uh, Grant and myself, up there to uh, do some MC work for the day at their uh, annual Careers Expo. And, uh, Grant, I've not been to their facility there at uh, Brisbane. It's just off the Brisbane Airport grounds there. But, boy, what a mind-blowing place that is. Yeah, it was great. Uh, beautiful big hangar. They uh, they have a few other buildings further along. I didn't get to see anything other than the hangar. I believe you got to uh, have a look at the uh, flight attendant training area. Uh, I spent most of the time in the perch uh, enjoying the view of a Fokker F-28. Yes, a Fokker, a Fokker F-28, which is uh, about 40 years old and is used for uh, technical and engineering training these days uh, there at Aviation Australia. And, of course, uh, on this particular day, it was surrounded by a number of marquees from uh, quite a number of uh, different aviation uh, training organisations who were all uh, there trying to get people interested uh, in uh, various aviation careers, not only that of uh, being a, a you know, cabin crew or uh, being a pilot, but uh, also of uh, getting into the very important uh, realm of uh, you know, aviation engineering. And, of course, there's a, quite often a skill shortage these days when it comes to these sort of very specialised roles, uh, particularly here in Australia. So it's, it's great to see that we've got organisations such as Aviation Australia up there, uh, you know, training people uh, in these roles. Absolutely fantastic, mate. And uh, really happy that we were able to go up there and give them some support, uh, give them some uh, PA announcements, a uh, few interviews, and a bit of that uh, PCDU magic during the day. <laughs> yeah, PCDU magic. Now, uh, we'll talk a little bit at the other end of this uh, about uh, the uh, flight crew training. It was very, very interesting. Uh, I did get to have a bit of a tour around, but uh, we collected a number of interviews on the day. They uh, they were very nice, Grant. We just sat there and they kept sending people up for us to interview, which made our life very, very easy. It was wonderful. Oh, fantastic, wasn't it? The, having a couple of uh, lovely, lovely ladies who were uh, working there with uh, Aviation Australia, and they'd been delegated the tasks of going down to talk to the various exhibitors and uh, coordinate and corral them to come up at their correct times. And yeah, it was great. A steady stream of folks came through, a whole lot of interviews were done and a great time was had by all. Absolutely. Now we've got three interviews here we're going to play in this week's Australia Desk. We've got Andrew Rankin. He's one of the uh, general managers there at Aviation Australia. We've also got Trevor Ryan. He's another uh, manager there who's in charge of uh, various aspects of uh, safety training. And just for something a bit different, uh, one of the other exhibitors there were CTC training and they're from uh, New Zealand. Well, actually, they're, they're from uh, the UK, but they, uh, they've got a, a huge big campus there in New Zealand, and they were over there as well. So, Grant, let's kick it off and have a chat to Andrew Rankin. Sounds great. And uh, speaking of Aviation Australia, we have Andrew Rankin here, who is the General Manager of Strategy and Business Development. I got it right this time. You did. Very well done. <laughs> thanks, mate. Andrew, welcome aboard, and um, thanks for uh, hosting and throwing the uh, Careers Expo. Yeah, we're very proud to be associated with the uh, Careers Expo and something we put on every year. Um, obviously, there's a big part in it for Aviation Australia as the host, but it's really about the industry and uh, getting people into this great industry of the aviation that you guys love and we all love too. <laughs> and uh, what can you tell us about um, Australian uh, about sorry Aviation Australia? Um, where's it come from and uh, where's it going? Um, we were established a bit over 10 years ago, I think we're in our 11th or 12th year now, and uh, the Queensland Government established Aviation Australia to fill a bit of a gap in the Queensland market to help try and attract 
uh, some of the aviation industry to Queensland and it's been pretty successful as you'll see out the window today with uh, uh, the aviation industry in uh, Queensland is quite strong. So. Yeah, definitely there seems to be quite a lot happening on Brisbane Airport and in the surrounds. Uh, so how have you been set up to, how has it gone since taking it, coming into existence? Yeah, well, initially we were set up for engineering training only and, uh, and that was our, our roots and this building we're in today is, uh, is all about the engineering training normally and it's full of aircraft and students uh, working on aircraft. And then further down the road we have the uh, cabin crew training facility. Uh, about five years into the Aviation Australia timeline we established that and that's been very successful as well. And we have a lot of the airlines trained there. And I guess the benefits for doing a, uh, a course with Aviation Australia down there is you're, you're intermixed with industry every day because all the airlines are there training in the, uh, in the flight safety area. So. Now are you doing courses specifically for each airline or is there a generic one you do as well? We, we do our own course at Aviation Australia for flight attendants, which uh, isn't really targeted at a particular airline, but it gives you the skills that you can uh, go to that airline and, uh, and uh, demonstrate that you've been trained, you know what it's all about, you've, uh, you've been uh, taught by people in the industry, and uh, yeah, the airlines are pretty keen to, to take you on board and uh, give you a career in the flight attendant, as long as you meet all their own individual criteria, and they're all a little bit different. Now we spoke to Michael earlier about the technical side of things. Um, as you just mentioned, there's the uh, the uh, flight attendant. Uh, now, in, if you're in charge of strategy and business development, um, where do you see all this going? Where are you pushing things? Yeah, we're, we're starting to look into some of the other areas now in uh, aviation as well. So some of the ground crew uh, positions, we're looking at training in some of those areas. Uh, we're also interested in pilot training. Everyone always asks us about pilot training, so I think sort of medium term we'll end up with a pilot training solution, probably in partnership with some others rather than doing it ourselves. But, yeah, we're here to look across the whole industry and support the whole industry. With the um, flight attendant training, when uh, people come in and do the course, once they finish that course, are they good to go with the airline or will the airline then do a follow-on course for their own specific requirements? Yeah, it's a good question. At the moment, the airlines actually retrain them in their own um, procedures rather than uh, use the general skills that we give them. But we're also uh, in discussions with some of the airlines to try and make it a little bit more targeted so they don't have to do that extra bit of training. Um, so we may run, an, in the future we may run a course for a particular airline and graduates from that student will be trained in a particular airline's emergency procedures, um, service procedures, they're all a little bit different. But obviously if they can go to airline ABC, it's obviously going to be advantageous to someone who's already got those basic skills coming and doing a course here. Oh absolutely, and it is very competitive as you know. Uh, there's a lot of competition for the small number of cabin crew jobs that come up every year and you know, having those skills up front is obviously a, a big advantage. Okay. Was there uh, anything else you wanted to tell us about uh, Aviation Australia and how long, you, well, for instance, how long have you been with the company? This is my second year. I haven't been here a long time. Uh, my background was um, simulation and training and I moved to Aviation Australia after that. And uh, yeah, no, we're going along strong. We're growing pretty quickly still, looking especially internationally. Uh, the boss is in Brazil at the moment. Uh, I'm off to Malaysia next week. Uh, plenty of international opportunity as well as domestic, so it's really good. Excellent. Okay. 
Well, fantastic. Well, Andrew, we, uh, it's a fantastic event. Great to see so many people down there on the floor today looking at all the exhibits. And uh, I think uh, you know, should be congratulated on setting it up. And we'd like to thank you for having us up here today. It's been a great experience. That's oh, good. Thanks for coming, guys. It's been great. All right. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's time for another interview here at the uh, Aviation Careers Expo. And we've got uh, Jodie Kitchen up here from CTC uh, Aviation. Welcome. Thank you. Now you're over here from New Zealand. That's right. We came all the way across the across the Tasman to come see you guys here. Oh, fantastic. Uh, like us, a ref refugee from the cold weather, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're enjoying it over here, so it's yeah. good, to get a, good to get a break between winter. Okay, now uh, flight training in New Zealand. We know it's uh, quite a big sector over there, and uh, CTC is a UK company, I believe. So uh, how did they come to be in New Zealand? Yeah, so we're based in the UK, and um, that's where... So, all the Europeans start their training over here, over there, and then they come to New Zealand to do the flying. Um, the reason they came here is obviously the airspace is a lot. By here, I mean New Zealand. The air, airspace is a lot um, sort of easier to to get around. It's not as busy as it is over in the UK. Um, so that's basically how we started in New Zealand. Okay, so now here we are in Australia, aka the West Island. And uh, what's uh, what's the benefit to Aussies for going over and training in New Zealand? So um, the, the main reason that we, we think we've got one of the, the better products is that both of our courses are you're tagged to an airline. So if you're wanting to get into an airline, um, two of our courses, they, they tag you from day one. So it's, it's, you go straight into the jet fleet after your training, um, which is, is obviously quite a, a, a new thing and short time frame and it's great to get um, into a jet. Okay, do you find the um, exchange rate works in your favour as well for people hanging out over there? Yeah, sure. I mean, we, haven't, we don't seem to get that many complaints, so it seems to go down so well, quite well. So um, what courses do you have available um, over there in, uh, so you're in Hamilton? Hamilton, New Zealand, yep. So we have three courses at the moment, one with Qatar Airways and one with Jetstar. Those are our airline tailored courses. Um, so from day one, you're training towards a, a Jetstar or, or a Qatar Airways job. Um, and we also have a diploma in aviation. So that one is not tagged to a specific airline, um, but people do the diploma course if they're wanting to become an instructor for a few years and then move into the airline from there. Now, you're dealing with those airlines. Uh, do the airlines uh, obviously involve themselves in the recruiting process? If you're going to bring somebody who applies to one of your courses, they've obviously got to... How does that work? Yeah, so we, do, we process the applications. They've given us the guidelines that they want us to follow. And then we, uh, we do selection, so it's a day of assessments. Uh, and we do that every month, and it's a maths test and pilot aptitude and group exercises, and then we interview them. Um, and if they pass all of that, then we send them on to the airline. So if they're going for Jetstar, they'll come to Melbourne. If they're going for Qatar Airways, they'll go to Doha, and that's essentially their job interview. So if they pass that, uh, that interview phase and they're accepted onto the course, they will have a job at the end of it. So those airlines are effectively outsourcing their training and getting you to do it for them? That's exactly right. Um, so so we, they, they tell us what they want um, and, and we train them up and ready to go. And uh, how do you start the training? I mean, a lot of people start off in a Cessna 152 and go from there? Yeah, so, so we operate, we've got 42 aircraft in our fleet at the moment. Um, we operate the DA-20 Katana and the Cessna 172. Um, and so they'll start in one of those single engines and then they mo they'll move their way up into the, the DA-42 Twinstar. So, so that's the, the goal that everyone's looking forward to. They're the, the most um, popular aircraft, so that's what they're all working towards. Okay, and with the, um, with the Cessnas uh, and the DA-20, are they all glass cockpit? No, so the, the Katana are not, the DA-20s are not. Uh, they're avionics and then we've got half of our 
Cessna fleet. So we've got about 20 Cessna 172s and half of which have the, the glass cockpit, which is, uh, again, great for training and, and preparing for the airlines. And for people that are looking to come into this scheme, uh, sort of how many vacancies do you sort of have come up a year? Yeah, so it depends really on what the airline think they're going to need for this next year. Um, so, for example, Jetstar, they will say, we want 12 pilots next year, so we'll go out and find 12 or do two courses of six. Um, so it really depends on what they think they're going to need. We don't provide them with too many pilots and we don't, you know, short for them either. So we, we train however many they want. And how long did you say the course goes for? So our courses are between 18 to 19 months uh, and that includes the UK phase. So they spend about a year in New Zealand and then they go over to the UK for about three months to, um, to, to learn how to fly the, the jet simulators. And what do, what do you, how many hours and what kind of experience do you come out the other end of the course with? Um, so it, it varies between our courses. So the Jetstar program, you come out with a commercial pilot licence and a multi-engine instrument rating, and then your A320 type rating. Uh, and that's similar to the instructor, uh, the diploma course, which you get an instructor rating as well. Um, with our Qatar program, it's structured a little bit differently. You get an MPL, so a multi-crew pilot licence, um, and that's quite different to, to the other courses that we've got. Um, and we're just sort of trialling that to, to, to see how that works. But it seems very popular in the aviation industry. Yeah, a lot of airlines are looking at the MPL as a way to get around some of the hour restrictions and mm. bring on pilots very quickly. That's right, yeah. And it's a great way to make sure that they're tra trained in the, the right type of standards from day one. Yeah, coming straight out and knowing how your cockpit procedures yeah. work and so on. So there's not a lot of edges to smooth off. That's right, exactly right, okay. yeah. So about how many hours would a typical graduate have? Um, so I think... It's, you come up with about 200 hours for your for the CPL courses. I'm just I'm not sure on the MPL. I think that might be a little bit more, um, but yeah, it just just depends on which course. No problem. Now here in uh, over here in Australia, doing some recruiting. Have you had uh, lots of people taking lots of inquiries down here at the booth? Yeah, yeah. We seem to be talking to a few interested people. Um, it's a different thing to be training in New Zealand, so we've got to entice you guys over there. So hopefully we can we can do that today. No problem. Well, we wish you every success. If people want to find out more, they can check out your website at ctcavia com or head down there onto the main hangar and uh, catch up with you guys. Yep, great. Thank no you. Thanks, Jody. Thanks, Jody. Thanks, Jody. Thanks. Okay, we're up here with uh, Trevor Ryan from uh, Aviation Australia. Trevor, uh, welcome upstairs. Thank you to the uh, to be in the control box. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your job here, mate, at uh, Aviation Australia. Uh, my job is to, to manage the flight safety training area where we do uh, cabin crew training. Uh, we also look after some dangerous goods, some first aid. Uh, we also do English as a second language, so we're looking at how we train uh, some maintenance people to understand English, because it's the uh, international aviation language. Absolutely, and it's interesting, we've, we've talked to here a lot about uh, today about people coming from overseas, uh, coming here to Australia, not only to train but to work in aviation, so that's a, a very important aspect of it. Indeed, we've uh, had people from uh, Chile, Spain, um, Portugal, um, Korea, Taiwan, Japan, so we've got a very big international flavour. Mm. Well, Grant, of course, is our program's resident linguist. He speaks about 50 different languages. Oh, yeah, right. I speak uh, too badly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and, and dabble in a few other ones, yeah. enough to get in trouble. So, yeah, I could imagine that uh, when you're bringing in a lot of a lot of people from around the world, um, yeah, bringing them up to speed in English would be very important. Yes, and we're also looking at how we can um, give other countries uh, the exposure of training their people in English as well um, so that, you know, they fly in their own airlines 
but they need to know English. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good good experience seeing them learn. Yeah, it's often said that uh, flight attendants are not only there to uh, serve uh, drinks and the meals, of course, they're actually there for everybody's safety. And uh, obviously you, but working in the safety field, would know all about that. I certainly do. I was doing the briefs before and uh, effectively... Um, Everyone thinks that they do the, the tea, coffee, chicken or beef, but really they're actually to get people out of an aircraft alive and to make sure that they're, they're safe, um, seatbelts are on and, and looking after them. So what the people normally see and the annoying turn your iPod off um, is really it's all about safety and making sure that they're going to be alive when they get off that aircraft. Yeah, and I believe you've got 90 seconds to evacuate a uh, commercial airliner through all available on one side. Only on one side you can go You do, out. yeah, and they can actually take an exit out um, and do it. Uh, there's a very good clip on YouTube uh, for the A380 uh, where it's totally full with 800 people and they evacuate it in 90 seconds. That's so pretty, it's amazing. Pretty impressive to watch that one. Mm. So can you tell us uh, what some of that training involves from your standpoint across there in the other building there? Um, I know uh, actually my daughter has come up here from Melbourne today to check out the facilities and has come back and raved about it. So uh, I must go and have a look myself before I go. But uh, tell us about how that all works over there. Well, well please do come and have a visit because it's uh, fantastic. It's uh, my, my big toy set, I used to uh, <laughs> call it. Um, I have three aircraft slides, so the emergency evacuation slides uh, that we have. So we've got an A330, an A320 and a 737 slide. Uh, we have a narrow body and a wide body trainer. So you walk inside and it's an aircraft. It's like sitting on an A330, it's like sitting on a 737. And the things that we can do in that, um, Qantas and Virgin and Jetstar come here to use the facilities, it's that good. Um, so we can actually fill it up with smoke, we can have it um, signify like a depressurisation with the masks come down, we can um, heat up um, doors so that people will think it's a fire. Uh, we've got about 10 different doors, so you know, they can go through the emergency operations of a door and the best bit, well not the best bit I suppose, but one of the really good bits is we have a, a, a pool that's two metres deep and it's a lovely 28 degrees. <laughs> so when they lovely. do their ditching exercises, they're, they're nice and toasty. <laughs> now is that a full motion cabin so you can do the rock and rolling or is it? No, um, they're, they're, they're quite expensive, mm. uh, those ones. So um, the old one that we used to have is an old ANSET one and that used to be a motion one, but uh, we disconnected that. Um, so, but effectively you can still do that signifying by especially moving the carts around and you can give them that idea of what will happen so we haven't got the full motion. Okay now with the um, the simulators is most of course mostly primarily safety yeah. so you don't actually have them pre- um, test giving out food and things like that like some of the airlines do when they do the cabin. Yeah we, we yeah. can do that as well actually we, uh, we do the full uh, customer service and galley service so they've got the trolleys and they, they do the, the, the how they actually can move and manoeuvre those but also how to secure them in case mm. you know, there's turbulence and those sort of things. Okay. Uh, once a month I get very spoilt by uh, the courses that we have on they walk around and they do full cabin service at my desk and various other desks so that's, I get very spoilt. Okay, so my question is, how do I get a job like that? <laughs> <laughs> Given we just ate salads. <laughs> but uh, have you, do you ever do the, uh, the nasty and as they're halfway through a dinner service, um, simulate an emergency? We can do that so that we can give them real, realistic scenarios. Our job here is to not train them as cabin crew, but to actually equip them with the skills to go and get a job. So we're really focusing on their grooming, their presentation, uh, their job interview skills, and then some practical phases about various things. So it's really about 
how to go and get a job, not training them as cabin crew. Job interview skills, and that's, a, that's really an interesting topic, isn't it? Because when they go to an airline, the airlines have got a, a very, very strict criteria, haven't they, about what they are looking for? We do. We actually have got Emirates, for instance, here today doing uh, job interviews uh, down in, the, in our building. Uh, but they've got very, very particular uh, things that they're looking at. And the good thing is, like just recently this week, we've had uh, three people picked up. Uh, from an airline so they went and did interviews we recommended them and they've been picked up so uh, but our job is to give them those mock interviews give them those experience and give them that skill that they can go into an interview confidently excellent now uh, you've uh, mentioned a lot of uh, safety and the fact that it's, it's primarily the job is related to safety as well as looking after the passengers that are in there. Uh, you've come at this from a different angle. You've, uh, it's a similar kind of thing. It's, of course, safety, but it's also uh, inanimate as well as self-loading freight. You've come from a um, loadmaster background in the RAF. I have indeed. I, um, effectively, I did 23 years in the Air Force and then I also worked in the Civil Aviation Safety Authority, uh, but I was a loadmaster on C-130s. So uh, that was a, a very good exposure to um, how people um, operate on the back of an aircraft. Uh, also, uh, have looking after cargo, dangerous goods, ground operations. So, so it's uh, it's been a good grounding for where I am now and and managing and, and developing that training. Yep. And how much of uh, what you learnt in the RAF has been able to come through? Because I, I, I imagine, unless you're working with the VIPs in the RAF, the approach to um, the the, the the passengers, we'll call them, is a little different. Maybe. I, uh, <laughs> the maybe sit down, uh, be quiet and put your belt on. Um, it can't be done in, in uh, civilian aircraft. But uh, it, it's, it's how we deal with customer yeah. service. You still need to be able to get the people there safely. You still need to be able to deal with them and in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I did uh, Herc ride last year with the RAF, and um, the uh, pre-flight uh, safety briefing was uh, quite unique. It was a, a very different experience. <laughs> so good, in fact, I recorded it and put it on our show. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it is unique in the sense that uh, you've got to yell because it's going to be an environment where it's noisy. Um, so people get a bit offside by that because you're yelling at them, um, <laughs> and you know you're saying that you know you might be sick. Sick bags are located behind you. Use it. You know, yeah. so all those sort of things. So, but it uh, it definitely was a great experience um, and I pretty much use everything from that military training um, into what I do now. Excellent. Absolutely. Well, of course, everybody needs a, a good drill instructor to uh, put them through these sorts of activities. Oh, no. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not that nasty. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Trevor, it's uh, been a great event here today uh, that you put on a fantastic facility. Thanks for having us here today, and uh, we appreciate you coming up and talking to us. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you very much for giving me the time. Uh, also, if you haven't done the tour, please come down. I think the next one's at 3 o'clock. Uh, yeah, we've got one at 3 o'clock, and the, the tours have just been fantastic. I, I think take Steve that will be on that one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. And there we go, Grant. And uh, as you can see there, they're, uh, they're very serious about what they do there at Aviation Australia. And uh, I tell you what, when it comes to flight attendant training, uh, yeah, I, as I mentioned at the top there, I uh, got uh, actually a, a personal tour. <laughs> he mentioned the three o'clock tour. There actually wasn't one, as it turns out, but uh, I managed to uh, ping somebody and get them to take me through, and it was fantastic. They've got uh, a number of uh, full cabin simulators in there, a gigantic pool there, so they can uh, you know practice uh, over water evacuations with the safety slides. They can fill these cabins full of smoke and simulate fires on 
on board, uh, all wow. sorts of stuff like this. And they, they, uh, they do all sorts of theory, uh, lots of exams and uh, a very, very uh, intense training course. And uh, I'll tell you what, Grant, I might just tell you, my daughter was interested. I actually took her up there. Actually, the whole Fisher family went up there for the day. <laughs> and I think my daughter was uh, quite impressed by that. So who knows? There may be another Fisher involved in aviation in the near future. Oh, I don't know if the aviation world can survive that. No, I'm sure she'd be much more successful at it than I ever was. <laughs> there is always that. <laughs> so anyway, once again, uh, Aviation Australia, we want to thank them for being uh, you know, really kind to uh, put us on a Virgin Australia flight and fly us up there and back. That was a very generous of them. We hope they're happy with our work, Grant. Oh, they seem to be pretty happy at the end. They even let us go and get our photos taken inside the uh, cockpit of the F-28. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, folks. If you'd like to find out more about that, particularly for our younger Australian listeners, if you consider doing some training in the aviation field, then you could do worse than looking at their website, which is aviationaustralia.aero. That's right, mate. Highly recommended, and I'm looking forward to going back next year to do it all again. Yeah, fantastic. All right, well, that's everything we have for you on this rather extended Australia desk. We'll be back next week, and don't worry, Rob, we'll make it our usual 10 minutes next week. But until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.